ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय चपंदी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे हरे धन्यवाद सो इन दर्टिसमेंट्स फॉर दिस लेक्चर प्रोग्राम सेवन क्वेश्चन स्टेटेड एंड द सेम सेवन क्वेश्चन वर ऑन द बिल बोर्ड फॉर द प्रोग्राम दैट वी हैड यस्टरडे इन पालाखोलू So yesterday I went through four of the questions in the lecture that I gave in Palakalu and I'll uh, venture to answer the last three questions now so these are very important questions the fifth and the seventh are intimately linked the fifth question is why do bad things happen to good people and the seventh question is why do we get birth death old age and disease even though we don't want them so these are very intelligent questions most people are not intelligent enough to even ask these questions people think they're very intelligent if they get a degree from a college but that is not actual intelligence that means you get a degree from a college so that you you hope to get a job so that you can earn some money and with the money what will you do आहार निद्रा भयमैथुन ईटिंग स्लीपिंग मेटिंग एंड डिफेंडिंग बट आहार निद्रा भयमैथुनम च समानम एतत् पशु भियनारानम ह्यूमंस एंड एनिमल्स बोथ ईट स्लीप मेट एंड डिफेंड सो द इंटेलिजेंस बाय व्हिच वी कैन ईट स्लीप मेट एंड डिफेंड दैट इज नॉट वेरी डेवलप्ड इंटेलिजेंस वी सी द बर्ड्स दे आर आल्सो वेरी इंटेलिजेंट they can make a nest even if you get a degree in engineering you can't make a nest like the birds can make so in some respects the bird is a better engineer than you even though he never went to a university to get a degree but the purpose of building his nest is the same purpose as we build big skyscraper apartments The bird has his ahara nidra bhayamaitun in a nest and you have it in your luxury apartment but it's the same propensity so real intelligence that distinguishes the human from the animal is to question into the ultimate nature of reality atato brahma jignasa now in the human form of life we should inquire into the ultimate nature of reality ahara nidra bhayamaitunam cha samanam etat pashubhyanaranam gyane gyano hitesham adiko vishesham gyane nahina pashubhyanaranam eating sleeping mating and defending are common to humans and animals so uh, so dharma or in some renditions of this verse it is said gyana 
that is the special facility in human life. Without dharma or without jnana, a human being is nothing but a two-legged animal. So jnana in this context does not mean the knowledge by which we can build nests or buildings for eating, sleeping, mating and defending. Because that knowledge the birds also have. The jackal also digs a hole and lives in there. So building a big apartment does not, uh, in essence, make us any better than a jackal. But in human life we should ask questions that animals cannot answer. Humans and animals also suffer birth, death, old age and disease. But the animals cannot ask why. And without asking why, we cannot make a solution to the problem of repeated birth and death. So people are, uh, in the modern age are very proud of what they consider to be their advanced civilization. They have so many advancements, just like uh, they have slaughterhouses, uh, fish ponds. They think this is very advanced. Now we... Now, instead of going to the river and catching fish, we can capture them all in one big pond. So, this is advancement. This is advancement of Rakshasa mentality. But in human life, yeah, yeah, that means uh, we adv- in our next life we will become a fish. You can become a fish in a f- in ready fish pond or something like that. Huh? Huh? Raju, ready. You can be very proud of being an advanced fish, grown by scientific methods. But human life is meant for uh, higher propensities than eating flesh and blood. Human life is meant for the cultivation of spiritual knowledge by which we don't get another flesh and blood body. But people who are very low consciousness, they do not even ask questions such as, such as this. Why am I suffering? Or if they do ask that, they, they give themselves the wrong answer. I'm suffering because I didn't eat enough fish today. I'm suffering because my wife is no good. So kick her out, divorce her and get a new one. I'm suffering because I didn't drink any alcohol today. So these are all the wrong answers. The answer is that we are suffering because we are trying to enjoy our senses. The foolish person in this material world, which means 99.9% of the population, they think that we are suffering because we are not getting sufficient sense gratification. But an intelligent person knows that the endeavor or the even the desire for sense gratification, that is the very cause of our suffering. As Krishna states in Bhagavad Gita, Yehi sangsparsha jabhoga dukhayonya evate adyantavanta kauntayana teshu ramate buddhaha. You can give the translation. We are meant for Satchit-ānanda existence. We are all by nature Satchit-ānanda. But we are trying to take pleasure in flesh and blood. Therefore we deprive ourselves of our Satchit-ānanda existence. As Krishna also states in Bhagavad Gita, 
Purusha Sukha Dukhanam Bhuktritve Hetu Ruchate. We ourselves are the cause of our suffering and our so-called happiness in this material existence. Because we have rejected our Satyadananda existence in relation with Krishna, who is the supreme Satyadananda, we are suffering in material existence. Now, there are some people who accept that we are meant for Satyadananda existence, but they do not accept that Krishna is the supreme Satyadananda, Param Brahma, as Arjuna states in Bhagavad Gita, Param Brahma, Param Dhamma, Pavitram, Param Ambhavan. He addresses Krishna like this. So you can give the translation of that also. So such people who they want to be in such under existence, but they don't want to recognize Krishna's supreme position, they are hypocritical. It's something like saying that, well, I want to get a degree from the college, but I don't recognize the principle of the college. But uh, this material world is a perverse reflection of the spiritual world, as also stated in Bhagavad Gita. Urdhva Mola Madashakam. This material world is like a, it's uh, like a upside down tree. So, uh, in the spiritual, in spiritual existence, it's not that everything is just some um, mass void without any form or people. Spiritual existence means existence in Vaikuntha. And in the uh, main feature of Vaikuntha is Vaikuntha Natha. There is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And even uh, there is above Vaikuntha, that is called Golok, that is the region where Krishna, who is non-different from Narayan, he also resides. So it's not that in spiritual existence we just become Satchitananda without any form or qualities or activities. There is eternal blissful service to Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And we are in this material world either because we desire gross sense gratification or because we desire spiritual existence without recognizing that we have to serve Krishna in spiritual existence. So that's why we have to suffer birth, death, old age and disease. Now, uh, many people are pious and they accept that there is God. Some people think that uh, God is Allah or Jesus. Some people say Shiva or Krishna. Some people say Sai Baba. And some people are very convinced that their way is the only way. For instance, that you have to believe in Jesus, otherwise the all-merciful God will burn you in hell forever. I was raised in uh, Christian culture. Around the age of 12, I thought, this doesn't make any sense. If God is all, God must be all merciful, otherwise he's not God. So if they say that God is all merciful, but that if you make a mistake in one lifetime, he burns you forever in hell without any chance of any redemption, that's not God. So the uh, Vedic version is... uh, much better. 
that Bhagawan gives us uh, many chances in many lifetimes to rectify ourselves. An avatar? Inside avatar. Okay. So, uh, many Hindus think that, well, all the paths are all the same and it doesn't make any difference. But actually there is a difference. Because uh, if you worship God in knowledge, then your worship can be better. If you conceive of God as someone who's so cruel that he punishes people eternally without any hope of redemption, that's actually not worship, that's insulting to him. That, oh God, by your blessings, most people burn in hell forever. It is a very strange idea. But anyway, uh, whether Hindus, Christians, Buddhists, Muslims, Sikhs, Parsi, or worshippers of ghosts or whatever, pretty much everyone who does worship of whatever kind, they expect God to fulfill their material desires. And they pray to God in how, in whatever manner they conceive of Him. Oh God, give me some more money. Oh God, cure my health problems. Oh God, give me a visa for America. And so on and so on like this. So that is one level of God realization. But it is not full God realization. It's just like a child, they may, uh, ask their parents, give me this, give me that. But when the child gets older, it's expected that the child will serve the parents. Not all the time just think, what can I get? Give me this, give me that, give me something else. So we should serve God for His pleasure. That is bhakti. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Patrang pushpang bhalang tauyam yome bhaktya prayachati now Krishna doesn't need any flower, leaf, fruit or water from us. Whatever flowers are in existence, whatever flowers have ever existed, and whatever flowers will ever exist, they're all created by Krishna only. And Krishna can immediately produce millions and billions and trillions of beautiful flowers. But if we offer Krishna with love even one flower, Krishna is very pleased to accept it. Because Krishna is not just a, a machine for dispensing blessings. Not that we, we, you know, we offer a little incense, put some money in the box, oh Bhagawan, give me this and that, and Bhagawan presses the button, and we get what we want. If we conceive of God like that, there's no love. So people think that God's job is just to give me what I want. And therefore we ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Someone is good, they never did anyone any harm. And one day they're in a road accident and both their legs have to be amputated. But why? I'm good. I pray to God every day. Why should such a thing happen to me? So we understand that from the teachings of Shastra that we might not be as good as we think we are. The very uh, reason that we ask this question that why do bad things happen to good people means that we're not actually very good people. 
because we think that God is meant to serve us. The idea is there that God is there and we pray to Him and He gives us whatever we like. That means that we think God is meant to serve us. So the very mentality is perverse. We are meant to serve Him for His pleasure. And if we don't do that, then we're not actually very good. Um, <clears throat> so if, someone, if something bad happens to someone who appears to be good, we understand that it's a reaction from activities performed in previous lives or in this life. Due to the uh, effect of Kali Yuga, many people who think that they are very good and very religious actually perform many sinful activities every single day of their life. For instance, um, in the Christian tradition in which I was raised, we had a ritual of offering prayers to God to thank us for the food before we ate. So before eating chicken or whatever we were eating, we were thinking God, thanking God for giving us this chicken to eat. But we don't think that God is not very pleased by the fact that this chicken has been tortured all its life and then slaughtered just so that someone can make, one person can make some profit and someone else can feel some tamasic pleasure from eating chicken. So people think they're good. You see, I'm very religious. I pray to God before eating chicken. But they don't think, what does he want from me? I am his servant. This uh, Ram Jet Jet Malani, he uh, he's a famous person in India. He's been in, in he's been in the news all his life, at least as long as I've been in India. So uh, I saw some something in one magazine about him, about uh, did he believe in God? And he said, I used to, which means in the past. In Indian English, I used to means in the present, but in English English it means in the past. But when I went to Bhuj in Gujarat and saw the victims of the earthquake there, then I stopped believing in God. So many people were suffering. Children, how could God allow that? Well, he never thought that, for instance, uh, millions of children are killed every year in this country. It's called Garbapat or abortion. But actually, Garbapat, you say that in Telugu also? That's not the word for abortion. That's the word they use. But the actual Sanskrit term is Brun Hatya. Garbapat means a miscarriage, if there's an accidental loss of the embryo. But if you deliberately kill the embryo within the womb, that is called Brun Hatya. So they've used another word to cover the fact that it's actually murder. So, uh, for every reaction, there is a reaction. People think they are good, but the whole atmosphere is uh, filled with sinful reactions. Apart from human children, there are millions of animals being killed, billions of animals being killed every day. Uh, if you consider the amount of people in India who eat chickens, then definitely over a million chickens, many more than a million chickens, are killed every day in India. So that is unnecessarily inflicting suffering on jivas just for the sake of our sense gratification. So that is sinful, and there will be reactions. 
Previously, this area was famous for growing rice. That is very pious to grow rice to feed the people. Now the rice fields are converted into fish farms, so that is very sinful. And people ask, why do bad things happen? We shouldn't be surprised if bad things happen. In fact, I'm surprised that much worse things don't happen, considering all these sinful activities that are going on. But it will happen in course of time. We cannot think that all kinds of horrible sinful activities are being performed multiply every single day and there will be no reaction. In Generally in uh, this area, West Godavari, coastly Andhra, in generally people have lived very peaceful lives for so many generations. But how long will it last if people are performing sinful activity? When I was a child, Lebanon was considered a very nice, peaceful country. But then uh, there's been... Now it's just a... It's just a battle... It's just a constant battlefield. And there are so many places all over the world where there are horrible wars going on. The worst thing any country can have is to find oil. Because if they find oil, then the uh, American government will come and blow you up and take over the oil fields, as in Iraq, Libya, Somalia, and everywhere, everywhere else. So, people are living very peacefully in, in all these places, but then they discovered oil, and then they had to suffer for that. So, uh, why are people suffering? The, the simple answer to the question is, Krishna bhuli se jivan adi bahir mukha taiv maya tare deya shangshara Becoming, yeah, you can give the translation. Uh, or another way of putting it, Krishna bahir mukhoya bhogavancha kare nikatastha maya tare japatiya dhari. Forgetting Krishna, becoming inimical toward Krishna, we desire enjoyment separate from Krishna in the material world. And therefore Maya captures us and awards us all kinds of suffering. So this brings us to the uh, final of these seven questions. What is the purpose of life? The purpose of life is to get free from our suffering condition. That is possible if we know what is the cause of our suffering? And we know the process to get free from suffering. We need to be guided by an... Ex Just like in a disease, there should be an expert physician who can diagnose the problem uh, and give treatment and, and chikitsa. He can guide us so that we can be cured. Now, uh, we may think, well, I don't need a doctor. I'll just take some painkillers. Or the doctor, so-called doctor himself, may not be very expert. So he may say, just take some painkillers. So that may make us feel better, but only for a short time. It doesn't solve the problem. If we're to be cured of a serious disease, we have to take serious treatment. We're going to have to uh, take some foods, avoid other foods take various medicines, we may have to do various exercises, 
So in the same way we have we have the very serious disease bhavaroga the disease of repeated birth and death. So someone may say well you just worship Sai Baba and then okay everything finished. But that is not according to shastra. That is just some misplaced sentiment. And it, it may make us feel good but it won't help us to get free from birth death disease and old age. For that we are going to have to follow Krishna's prescription in Bhagavad Gita as is further explained in Srimad Bhagavatam. We are going to have to follow the process of bhakti yoga. In Kali Yuga the bhakti system which cures us from birth and death and awards us eternal bliss is by Hari Nama Sankirtana. Krite yadhyayato vishnum Tritayo yajato makhai Dwapare paricharya yam kalo tad hari kirtanat Anyone who is serious about solving the problem of repeated birth and death Everyone who is actually serious about religious practice and doesn't do it simply as some kind of pious show for sense gratification They must take to this process of chanting the Mahamantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This is the Mahamantra. So please chant it regularly, daily as a sadhana. Everyone has a daily sadhana of watching TV and reading the newspaper. But this, but this sadhana will lead to repeated birth and death. For our ultimate benefit, we must chant Hare Krishna. Thank you for listening patiently. Hare Krishna. If there's any question, you may kindly ask now. If you have a question, please raise your hand and then we'll bring the mic to you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hmm. Say it in English in the mic. Why? We should only worship Krishna. Why not Shiva? <laughs> well, we don't say not to worship Shiva. He's also a great devotee of Krishna. But in Bhagavad Gita, if you've heard of Bhagavad Gita, have you heard of Bhagavad Gita? Have you heard of Bhagavad Gita? Hmm? I've heard, but I don't understand Bhagavad Gita. Okay, so I'll, 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 by, even though you are born in the holy land of Bharata, and I'm born in a very sinful situation, by the mercy of Sri Guru Dev Srila Prabhupada, I have been able to understand some of the truths of Bhagavad Gita. So in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna states, Antavatu palangte shamtad bhavat yalpame tasam, kamaistaistai hritagyana prapadyante nyadevataha. So we have all respect for Lord Shiva, who is always meditating. He is meditating on Sankarshan, which is a form of Vishnu. And uh, Krishna, he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's always enjoying in transcendental bliss. So we should, it, it's essential that we understand Bhagavad Gita, the actual teachings. It is a very sad situation that people, they call themselves Hindu, but they have no idea what are the actual teachings of Bhagavad Gita. At least the Muslims, they are encouraged to understand the teachings of Islam and the Christians to read the Bible. 
But, but the Hindus, they don't know what's in Bhagavad Gita. Now, actually, Bhagavad Gita is not meant only for Hindus. You probably think I'm a converted Hindu, but I don't consider myself a converted Hindu. There is no such word as Hindu anywhere in the Vedic literature. It was first introduced as a word by Muslims to insult Hindus. And they were always say, ah, Hindu, ah, ah, ah Hindu. And the Hindus say, oh, we're Hindus. Garv se kaho, han Hindu, hai. Now in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Mamai vang sho jiva loke jiva bhuta sanatanaha. Every jiva is part and parcel of Krishna, is Krishna's servant. So that includes Shiva, Brahma, Indra, Chandra, Vayu. Shiva is called Parameshwara. But we should understand that he is Parameshwara within a specific sphere. He is Parameshwara of the material world. His wife is the personification of the material energy. But Krishna is also called Parameshwara. But he is Parameshwara in the more complete sense. Because Krishna is the supreme controller of the spiritual world, of which the material world is only a perverted reflection. So, so all these topics should be understood very clearly. By the influence of Maya, almost all of what goes on in the name of religion is simply cheating, as is stated in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam. So if we really want to understand Dharma, if we really want to understand who is God, then uh, we recommend you to take education, spiritual education from this Krishna consciousness movement. So you can talk about the regular programs. So we'll have so we'll have kirtan now for another five or ten minutes, and we encourage you. Are there more questions? Very good evening to one and all, as the sir and everyone here. My name is Sudhir. Sir, I have a question. Can I ask you, sir? Uh, who created us? I'm asking a question. Who created us? Say it in Telugu. You are eternal. We are all, every living being is an eternal part and parcel of Krishna. Still it may be said that we are created by Krishna because we emanate from him. When we say, who created me, do not think that the body is you. The body is temporary. Atma is eternal. You are under control of Krishna. You are saying that. Yeah. Translator in Telugu. Krishna is the supreme controller, but he gives us some independence also. We can use properly that independence or we can misuse it. It's not that every action that we do is dictated to us by Krishna. If that was so, then we would just be robots. Then there'd be no question of loving him or anyone or anything. Krishna makes it known to us what he wants us to do. We can choose to do that or we can choose to not do that. So, so what is your question now? Yeah, well, that's already discussed that in human life there is extra intelligence. So we can use that or misuse it. 
If we misuse it, we enter into the lower species of life. If after having attained the human form of life, which is meant for God-realization, we simply pursue sense gratification, then we get awarded the bodies of animals which are more suitable for sense gratification. If after attaining the human form of life, uh, we want to have sex without responsibility like a monkey, then we will get the body of a monkey. If we want to eat meat, then we may get the body of a lion, a tiger, a dog, a jackal, something like this. So please don't become a dog, a tiger or a monkey. Take this Krishna consciousness seriously and get a spiritual body and a spiritual world with Krishna. Name is Sunil. Huh? Sudhir. Mm. Anyway, these are all names for Krishna. Well, jnana is required. Dhyan, dhyan. Oh. Well, nam, nam japam is itself one kind of dhyana. Dhyana means to focus the mind. So we focus the mind on the name of Krishna, which is a spiritual sound vibration. This kind of dhyana that some people recommend of trying to empty the mind is almost impossible. The actual Vedic process of meditation is meditation on Vishnu. Kriteya dhyato Vishnum. In Krita Yoga, Satya Yoga, the Yoga Dharma was meditation, but not empty head meditation, but meditation on Vishnu. So the same result that was obtained by meditation on Vishnu in Satya Yoga is attained in Kali Yoga by Harinama Sankirtana. So please take to Harinam Sankirtan. You will not be successful if you attempt by dhyana. People, people's lives are too short to gain perfection in the, by dhyana. It requires very long practice. And the mind is too agitated. So please take to Harinama Sankirtan. That will be much more beneficial for you. Atma? Shruti? Shruti, Shruti. Of course. That is the first effect of Nama Sankirtana. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has described seven principal effects of chanting Hare Krishna. The first is Chaito Darpana Marajanam. It cleanses the mirror of the heart from the dust that covers it, by which we uh, can't see Krishna. We can't see ourselves. And the seventh result given is Saravatma Snapanam. It completely cleanses our very being. Oh, many questions. Hare Krishna. Why this so vast creation required for the Lord? It is not required. This vast creation is not required for the Lord. He has his own Vaikuntha Jagat. This all material world is required for us because we are rebellious. It is like a big jail. Mm-hmm. 
somebody and I will try to attract them. Why this thing happened? Why he thought like this? Means I read this in some books. What is this? <laughs> you should read the right books. If you want to understand about Vishnu, you have to understand from Shastra given by Acharyas. So Vishnu in Yoga Nidra, he wishes to uh, give an opportunity to the souls who have rebelled against him to come to him. So he creates the material world to give them that opportunity. That is his kindness. Which thing came out? Yes, he can take Prabhupada's books. Which books do you recommend for him? Like Signs of Self-Realization? No, all these chants are very good. Just like Om Keshavayaswa, Namaha. These are very good chants. That is offering respect to Keshava. But the Hare Krishna mantra is not only offering respect, but it's also praying that we can be engaged in his service. So service is the very basis of bhakti. So generally people do this kind of, they'll recite the different names with swaha, swaha, and offering tulsi leaves with the idea of getting something from Bhagavan, something for themselves. But in real bhakti, we offer ourselves in the fire of service to Krishna. I am meant for your service. From that attitude, actual bhakti, actual prem develops. So, Hare Krishna. So please join me.